Ask the podcast coach for March 25th, 2023. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means it's Saturday. It means we're back. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there. It's been a while. It seems like it's been years since we've done this show. The one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. It's like school starts again in the fall, you know, <laughs> when you've been out for summer break. I don't, I don't know if we've ever taken two weeks off in the last it, <clears throat> five or six years. It really caught me by surprise. I was like, all of a sudden I looked up and I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm like, oh, wait, this means I'm not doing the show tomorrow. And I'm like, and we said, you know, two weeks ago, hey, well, no show next week. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we didn't say, or the week after. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, holy cow, what the heck? So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. I, I was in uh, Podcast Movement Evolutions. That was interesting. I think the, the new way to describe that show, because it's not a bad show, but somebody said it, and I was like, that's the distinction. And that is, they said, man, there are more suits at this event. Suits. And I went, you know what? That's that's the suits. suits. So, suits. but uh, and I was at yeah. uh, Rock and Pod in Nashville, which was a little more rock than pod uh, this time around. It was, uh, you know, I got to see the guitar player from uh, Twisted Sister, and I hung out with Ricky Rackman from the Headbangers Ball, and nice. you know, so it was uh, it was fun. David Hooper was was part of that, so I got to hang out with Dave for a little bit. But uh, a lot of music podcasters interviewing music podcasters, so it was a great event for them. Um, mm-hmm. And I got to talk mm-hmm. about making money with your podcast and that whole nine yards, but it made me thirsty. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's been two weeks since I even had coffee. <laughs> so let's get this thing done. <laughs> and of course, uh, that I see. I'm so rusty. I don't have Mark queued up. I don't have slides. Is from our buddy Mark over at Podcast Branding uh, Co. If you think about this, right, when it comes to podcasting, they are going to see you way before they hear you. So what you need to do is make sure that you look great. And that can be done by going over to podcastbranding.co. Mark is an award-winning graphic designer as well as a podcaster. And he's going to do all the stuff you're never going to get from a guy on Fiverr. He's going to work with you. He's going to listen to your podcast and make sure that the whole thing kind of lines up. You want your brand to be just just like butter. You want a brand like butter. It just flows from one thing to the next. And when people show up, there's no surprises. It's awesome. And Mark can make you look phenomenal. So whether it's a whole website or just artwork for your show or a lead magnet, if you want to look good, there's only one place to go. And that is podcastbranding.co. When you go over and see Mark, tell him Dave and Jim sent you. Always so good. Big thanks to Dan Lefebvre over there based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. While we were gone, three new episodes. If you want to catch up, he's doing these weekly, you know, this week in movies, movie history. Uh, and he did uh, last week, Schindler's list, Valkyrie and Rome, which are uh, actually three really great movies. And then the week after uh, Waterloo, the blue max and Hitler, the rise of evil. So if you are into movies, if you want to know if they're based on a true story or not, he's got stuff for you, including Radioactive, which came out two weeks ago. Uh, if you want to do that, check it out. Based on a true story podcast.com. Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. There we go. 
Yeah, when I realized that we weren't going to have a show, I just grabbed one of his episodes. I'm like, well, let's let's promote one of our oh, awesome supporters. Nicely done. And I, I threw uh, one which, of Dan's. Which one did you grab? Do you um, no, I do not. But oh. if, if you if you look at your phone right now, the last episode, I think it's like. It, he does think, really good work. Like, it's really well done. He does a really, you chose a good one. Yeah, I remember when you um, you had mentioned that he was doing this kind of like this week in history. Uh-huh. Here's what happens. Here's how they talked about it in the movies. I was like, that's a creative way of just not being another show about movies. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, it's, and repurpose some content yeah. too, right? I mean, that's yeah. stuff he's done before, right? So it's yeah. a great way to go back. I'm to that point at Gallup where I'm having some trouble. We're so busy. And this won't last forever, but my resources that help me do editing and writing are, are impossible to get. And so I'm, I, I've really slowed down on the interviews just so I don't create a backlog. We're already yeah. nine weeks behind on editing right now. So I have people who I edited back in like, you know, uh, 1972 who are asking me, hey, when's my podcast coming out, right? Yeah. And uh, so I've, I've backed way off on the actual recording. Um, and, and if I do have a, a bump where I have a week or something that I need to insert something and I don't, we can always just go back and we have, I have so much content from 2020 that got jammed in during the pandemic. Like mm. we were at, we were releasing two and sometimes three episodes a week Wow! just because we had so much content at the time. Well, I had, listen, I had folks who had nothing to do. <laughs> so they were like, Hey, let's make podcasts. Right. And we made a ton. Right. So you can always go back and, and this is, you know, uh, talking to Dan's methodology, you can always go back, put them together, do some different things, cut them up, present them in a different way. It, you don't have, it doesn't, I don't think it always has to be original. I recorded this this week type yeah. deal. Right. You can go back, grab some stuff. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of people that do the whole binge thing where they'll record a bunch of shows on one yeah. day and then scatter them out through the month and things like that. That's a way to uh, kind of free up your schedule, which is cool if you think about it. Cause if, if you do all your recording on one day, now obviously this is not going to be a new show cause that's not going to work, but that then enables you the rest of the week to, you know, promote. And that's really what's missing a lot of times is, you know, the promotion part, you put it out there, you throw it on social and you know, like that's about it. So uh, Beth says, Hey, I finally made it to a live show. Glad to have you, Beth. If you got a question, feel free. If you're watching live now, uh, we've got a chat room going. You can uh, throw your question in there. Or if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, there is uh, that will pop you right into the video. So we do prefer that you have clothes on. That's always a good thing. And um, I did put out a thing in when I put out last week's episode. And I said, hey, if you have a question, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask. So I went over this morning to the pod inbox and, uh, yeah, not, not a question at all. But, hey, I put it out there, and uh, we're here live. I, I did notice a trend today. Well, you know what? Let's, let's not bury the lead. The, the big thing that happened while we were gone was YouTube announced that they now have podcasts. And I think uh, I liked Todd Cochran's take on this. It's a big nothing burger, and they've hijacked the word podcast. I know the last mm-hmm. time we did it – Jim, you were like, what's the big deal? Like, um, so they're using the word. And, and yeah. yeah. And uh, what's interesting is, and Jim, you just did it. Uh, you go into your playlist in YouTube, and if you don't have one, make one. And you can say, all right, I dub this playlist a podcast. And, you know, pigeons are released, and bands will play, and, you know, angels will sing. 
from what I understand, you get additional stats, and I'm like, but but my stuff already had stats. Okay, but I guess maybe where you used to have a channel stats, now you're going to have channel stats that are for your playlist. Uh, that's that's new. Uh, but other than that, I didn't see a whole lot different. So I'm still waiting. Oh, you do get the opportunity now that you might you might be featured at youtube.com slash podcasts. And I was like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen unless my last name's Rogan or I have, you know, um, a famous comedian. I could be wrong again. But no, you're probably right. Yeah. What's <laughs> well, in- why, why are they going to, why would they promote the average guy? Right. Why, what, what, what's, you know, I mean, they're going to, they're going to do the same play that, the, that all the other Spotify and Pandora, right. All iHeartRadio, they're, they're all run by these media people. That's, that, that's their play, right? They, they, this, this is probably where YouTube is different, where YouTube media, I don't think is run by media people. I think it's run by technology people who don't really, I don't think really understand. Yeah. They have YouTube's got the, um, the subscription for TV and some of those kinds of things, but you don't see YouTube going the way of like Netflix or going the way of like Amazon prime where they're, creating new original content where they know how to do media. I know this sounds weird. I don't know if YouTube knows how to do media. (laughs) Like they're good at taking your video. They're good at presenting it and showing it and stats and those kinds of things. I don't think they're good at promoting those, right? Their, their primary way of promoting you is through search. They want you to go through search because it, it, that's where they make money. I just don't think they're very good at thinking about these media types where you got to promote them. Right? Well, the, the thing I think it's odd about this as they've jumped into podcasting, and I think part of it is because James leaked that one story that the one guy sent to him way early, and he said, hey, YouTube's getting into podcasting, that they're not talking to James. And think about that. Uh, if you let James know what the plan is, there are a lot of podcasters that listen to James Cridlin every morning. So they're not talking to Lipson. They're not talking to Blueberry. So we're assuming they're not talking. I don't think we heard Buzzsprout said that they haven't been contacted. So they're not really if, – if it's a bunch of tech guys that don't understand podcasting, they're not reaching out to at least the people that are in podcasting to go, hey, what's the best way to do this? And I know Rob Greenlee said – because he was like face-to-face with a guy in New York, and he said he was asking him questions and he was being very vague, and Rob's kind of like, hey – Remember, like Spotify started off not doing a pass-through, and then later they switched the pass-through. And, hey, what's going to happen if you have ads in your stuff? And they're, they're just not communicating. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then they're only doing the U.S. thing. So I I still say I'm holding my full, like, opinion until I see what the heck happens with YouTube music. Because that's really the thing. Podcasts are being added to YouTube music. This also, to me, smelled a little bit like you have the YouTube team and the YouTube music team. And they're both not working together, you know, because I'm like, wait, because we're like, we expected the announcements on YouTube music. And then all of a sudden YouTube's like, hey, we have podcasts over here. And we're all like, wait, I I thought you said YouTube music. Oh, okay. And then we went over and looked at it. We put our check mark in and went, okay, what did we just do? So it's it's odd that they're just kind of like, "Mm," you know, Uh, Gary says, I heard you had to put the full episode on there. We only post our interviews, not a full episode. Seems like you need to do a whole bunch of work. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. Full episodes. Full up. Ep- what does that even mean? Like I could, if, if you just wanted to upload a video that was just the interview, you could do that and put it in a playlist. Like they don't, they don't actually know. I mean, this isn't a, 
and they could be these could be short little five minute episodes like right. the the instructions on uh on youtube are so vague and so kind uh, so this morning i literally you you asked me the question i'm like oh yeah yeah i saw that on youtube i went over found the home gadget geeks playlist which i've had forever just enabled it as a podcast like they don't they're not like hey congratulations here use this and share it there is literally no <laughs> other there's okay now what am i supposed to do next the stats are the exactly same stats as i had before and like it's not like i get any new stats it's the same thing so you kind of wonder i i think you mentioned it dave kind of maybe maybe a name grab yeah you know in this we got a podcast too we can do it too you know, so it's it's just kind of interesting. I, think, I don't really care if they call it a podcast, but whatever. Well, and it's funny because there is the whole like, like for a while, YouTube was trying to be TikTok, TikTok was trying to be Facebook, and Facebook's trying to be they don't know. It's just everybody's trying to do this. Um, I love this comment from Chris Nessie. When did the new media show become two older gentlemen <laughs> just complaining? Wait a minute, are they talking about us? No, no they're talking. No, I know. I know. It, it was I so know. fun because you know Rob Greenley. Like, you cannot get more laid back than Rob Greenlee. And so that's the fun of that show is, you know, Todd will say something that's, you know, outrageous. And then Rob would be like, well, hold on now, Todd. And uh, what's great is is Todd is like going, wait, you know what? There's a thing here, and it's not working, and, it's, and I don't know what's going on. And then uh, Rob's like, well, hold on, Todd. I'm looking at it right here. You know, it's like, and they actually, I was like, wait a minute. Rob is pushing back. And it's like, yeah. I'm telling you, I'm looking at the screen. It was so, and Todd's like, I don't yeah. see it. So there was like 10 minutes of, I don't see it. It's right here. I don't see it. It's right there in the upper right-hand corner. And I was like, and again, I hear the voice of Todd Cochran going, I don't edit. And I'm like, maybe you should. <laughs> uh, so, but it was interesting. I'll give him credit. It was different as opposed to that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. So. Yeah, That's so hilarious. basically just as he's saying, yeah, just uh, just put the video in the playlist. Yep, that'll get you there. Well, Gary Gary says they want you to include intros and outros and all, all, all of your plays. Like it plays on Apple. We don't make videos. Blah blah blah. blah. Nobody's checking this thing. Yeah, <laughs> like can you? Imagine? It's not like, but yeah, like I know they want you to, and maybe to get featured or some of those kinds of things. They're looking for full episodes, not just excerpts, right? But there's nothing stopping you from doing that. So. Not that I can see in here. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the recommendation, but yeah, I know I the uh, you know ask the podcast coach is a playlist on the YouTube channel, yeah. and it gets the full unedited. Speaking of unediting, um, there's no editing on that for the video. I edit the audio uh, when I can remember. I mean, I, I I remember the one with the uh, the guy that was naughty when he called in, and uh, I said I would edit it out later, and then I realized I <laughs> I didn't. Oops. Um, so. Enjoy the naughtiness on the audio, but uh, it's well. Here's our four recommendations, right? Create a public podcast. uh, Do it in studio, right? So they want you to they want you to use their studio piece to do this, which is okay. You can still just upload the regular way and do it that way. Um, Avoid mixing clips, different shows, or uploads from other channels within your podcast. Avoid breaking up seasons. Like they're kind of giving some just basic podcast advice here. Use the same name of your of your podcast show. As the podcast title, it makes it easier for your audience to find you. And then use a detailed description. I mean, it's I that th- this isn't anything. I mean, there's no earth shattering, right? Difference in this for sure. Yeah. So I'll, like I said, I'll be interested when I see what the heck YouTube Music is going to be, because I know they're only rolling it out to the U.S. Much like they did when they did Google Play Music. It's like 
all right, it should be interesting to uh, to see what they do with that. And on, on so on, the, uh, on one hand, it's super easy to start a podcast on YouTube. And I say podcast with quotation marks. You know, you just add a check mark. And I was looking around in Facebook and on Reddit, and I'm not sure. I guess I just forget. It's one of those things is if you do it all the time, it's just not scary to you. But everybody and their brother is like, I've been thinking about starting a podcast, and I think I'm ready, but there's always a but. And I'm like, and everybody's just like, just jump in, just record, just do whatever you want. And I'm like, it just seems like everybody is is kind of overthinking it. Um, you know, uh, then you have things like this where it says, uh, I didn't have their name here, but this is from Reddit. Help make, help make find a new name. Okay. That's an interesting sentence. In other words, help me find a name for my podcast. We talk about life, stories about us and a little bit of everything like games, movies, books, LGBTQ, uh, ghosts, YouTube, and more. And we make jokes and everyone is Gen Z. And when I hear stuff like that, on one hand, it's your show, do whatever you want. But when you say we talk a little bit about everything, I'm like, can we narrow that down just maybe a a little bit? Because if you try to be everything and there's no focus, it's we need to come up with a phrase for this, like a chat cast or a convercast or something. Because I I heard one, my last episode of the podcast rodeo show was um, 30 thirsty and something or something, 30 flirty and something. And it was, again, it's just three people having a conversation. And in their case, they dropped some sort of curse word about every six to seven seconds. And it was weird because I wasn't offended that they were cursing. I was offending. I was offended because in my opinion, they were cursing wrong. Like you gotta, you gotta save, you gotta savor those, you know, (laughs) save them for the end of the argument. You know, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, they were just, I mean, literally the, by the time I got done bleeping it, their episode sounded like Morse code. Just like, so, so that's one when I, when I see people do that, I'm like, cause on one hand, I'm like, Hey, just start that one. I go, yeah, maybe you should figure out who your audience is first and why we're doing this and you know that whole nine yards and i'm like if you want to just have fun go have fun have you know do that so um Indeed. yeah but but kim says how do you do wrong how do you curse wrong it's just a case of if i just you know this effin shirt is on the wrong effin hanger and gd you know you're like wait why are you so upset about hanging up a shirt you know what i mean <laughs> It's kind of weird. So, um, but I knew in the description, they were talking about like, we're, we're in our thirties. We don't have our S together and we don't give an F and like, they're actually spelling Mm -hmm. it out. And I'm like, I, I know most people, when you put those kind of words in your description or your titles, usually you throw in the little asterisks, but they were just going all the town. And I was like, well, again, on, uh, in, in that genre, of let's go cuss behind the barn kind of, uh, you know, topics like they were doing it well. And if so, if that was your thing, they're like, Oh, I love this show. They're, they're keeping it real and they're dropping F bombs every 10 seconds. And I was like, okay. Um, another question I saw, I think this one was in Facebook. Is it worth recording video snippets of an audio only podcast to promote 
on social. And I thought, hmm, because this is my new thing. In fact, Monday, I'm doing a Northeast Ohio podcasters meetup, and you'll probably hear this in a future episode of the School of Podcasting, because when I drove to Nashville and back, that was 14 hours in a car, and I listened to a lot of podcasts, and many of those were podcasts about podcasting and marketing, and uh, Kevin Schmidlin from Grow the Show had one example, and I was like, huh, that's a good point. And there was a guy, I don't know what the, the position was, but there was a guy that does some sort of job, and it's super niche. Like, there are only like 2,000 people in the United States that do this job. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And this guy's doing a podcast for that. So kudos for having a niche. He then worked with some sort of official agency to get the addresses of everybody who does this super niche job. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool. And and let's say there's, I'm just going to say there are 2,000. So he sent out, he made this postcard. Like, here's, here's, you should be listening to this podcast. And Kevin said it didn't really move the needle. And Jim, can you figure out why it didn't move the needle? No, why? He was these. Think about this. Unless you go to check the mail with your phone in your pocket, mm. and I, I was like, "Hmm, I think my new thing is going to be base your marketing around a click." So if I get a postcard, right, I go to the mailbox. I'm like, "Oh, look, it's a podcast about podcasting." Well, number yeah. one, there's a really yeah. good chance a lot of my mail comes with a bunch of ads almost rolled up. Right, it's like it's it's a magazine, but it's been folded in half, and then other stuff has been put in it. And there are times when I will literally open up the mail, look to see if there's any bills, and most of my bills now are digital. I don't even get those, and a lot of it just like I never even look at my mail because it's crap. And um, so there's part of it, but the other one was he said even if this guy looked at it and said, "Oh, I should listen to this podcast," think of the steps he has to. Okay, I have to go get my phone. Then I have to, what was the name of the show? Unless he's carrying the postcard with him. Right. you know. Right. And I was like, you know, that might be a good point. Whereas the things that people are saying are working are things like advertising in other podcasts, um, newsletters, right? If you advertise in a newsletter, you're one click away from somebody going to your website. And I thought, huh. But, and I heard one, oh, I think his name was Dan. He was on... Uh, the podcast by Deidre from Cap Show, which is, again, kind of growing, either grow or growing your show or something like that. And this is the guy behind Pacific Content, who have both, both those guys have moved on. And uh, he was saying that when you, even when social works, it's a trickle. Because when I'm on social, if I'm on Facebook, I am scrolling, I'm looking for pictures of my nieces and nephews on one version of Facebook and on the other version of Facebook, I'm looking for podcast stuff and stories and kind of keeping up. But I'm not really stopping and reading, you know, on occasion, if it's somebody I really like or know or want to know what they're thinking about. If somebody posts a long Facebook post, number one, it's not very normal. You know what I mean? Most of the Facebook posts, it's a picture and here's me hanging out with Steve and Christy at the, you yeah. know, whatever. You know, so you're kind of just scrolling, keeping up with what's going on. And if somebody says, click here to listen to my show, or, you know, hey, we just released a four-part series on sex trafficking, you know, you might not be in the mood. Like, you're not catching people where they're ready to switch and go to a podcast. And I was like, you know what? That's kind of true. And I was like, hmm. So I'm like, it's, it's, I don't know what the answer is. You know, we're all still looking for that 10,000 download. I, I was, um, 
working with somebody yesterday and they're like, yeah, but I'm in all the directories. And I'm like, yeah, that's that, you know, I, I said, if you remember phone books, phone books did make you famous. Right. But that it the phone book is here. The <laughs> phone book is here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, f- phone books didn't make you famous, but they did make it easier to find you. And I go, that's kind of what all these directories are. You know, yeah, you might get featured. I know for a while there, the Samsung people were featuring people and all sorts of craziness was going on. But, um, you know, in the end, it's it's not going to do that. So um, it, it'll be interesting. I, I, I just was like, hmm. That makes sense uh, if I'm going to do marketing. And that's why, you know, people are trying to do interviews. Like, let's interview each other. Let's uh, let's swap promos because, again, I, now I'm getting in front of mm-hmm. podcast listeners and, you know, or advertising. I just started. I'm, I'm testing it again, Buzzsprout ads, which was, um, I think, 5,000 impressions for, I want to say, 100 bucks, something like that. But I redid my ad. Um and what's interesting about that is you can pick what shows can play your ad. So they're saying, yes, I'll run your ad. And you're saying, yes, you can. So that's kind of interesting. So right now, which I, I think this is probably a mistake, I'm I'm letting 19 shows are up for will you play my ad. I should pick four because then that ad will show more times on a smaller amount of shows than a few times on you know, 19, I was like, I should probably go down and thin the herd a little bit on that. So, um, it it should be interesting. I don't know. What are your your thoughts on, on marketing and grow? You know, when somebody says, how do I grow my audience? You know, I think, I think most people lack really good content. That's what they lack. Like it's, it's why they, I mean, for most of us, we think we're an expert in a particular area or whatever, but if you're going to, I think the real popular ones go commit all the way. They go all the way in. I mean, they, they're, they're doing everything. They're in that, they're in that space they They know the people. I mean, you really got to commit to it. And I just, I, I just think for most of us, um, we just, we just either don't have the time or the ability uh, or the, the, we're not in the right place to be able to get that content. And that doesn't mean you can't do it. It's just to get the numbers. I mean, I think if you look at a, at, at a lot of the podcast, if your end goal is to have big numbers, there's just certain things you're going to have to do to get it done. And part of it isn't anything you can do. <laughs> the, 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 the universe needs to accept you in some regards. A few things need to go right. There needs to be a few relationships where it happens. And I think you have to have really, really interesting content. And I, I think, and I'll, I'll put myself in this, in this, I think most of the time our content's just a little average. You know, it's just, and it's okay. Like right. that's fine if you, it, but, but I think we do less and expect more on this. And it, listen, I know you're like, oh, but I've given my life to my podcast and I spent all <laughs> week thinking about it and I do the edits and I, you know, yeah, 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 you have, that still doesn't like, and great if you enjoy it for that. Awesome. But if I started a small business, let's just say, uh, we'll, we'll stick, stick with the Steve Martin theme. And I, I put yeah. the thing on my glasses, right, that holds my nose up. And there's no need for that, right? Or there's no, people aren't looking for that kind of thing. doesn't matter how hard I try to sell it as a salesperson. It's not going to sell. And if, you're, if your podcast is, is providing things that people don't need, don't want, or they don't like you, it's probably not going to go very far, yeah. right? And, and again, that's okay, 
because it's you doing your thing. And if you want to still can do it, do it, you can, but it's that always, it's always that battle between, Oh, I want it to be super popular or I want to get advertising. I want it for, to pay itself. Listen, there's plenty of small businesses that fail every single day in this country and they fail because they're just not needed or they're run poorly. Right. So I, I think you got to look at what am I doing and what do I have and where am I at and what's the, my ability and then set your expectations accordingly. And then I think sometimes we just, if it's not working, a small business owner, when it doesn't work, it's pretty obvious and they're losing money. They stop doing it right. <laughs> pretty fast. I don't know if we've got that message in podcasting sometimes, you know, where it's like, yeah, this ain't working. Well, okay. Stop doing it. You know, or it hurts it. when I, yeah. it hurts when I do this. Well, stop doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. So, or pivot. Yeah, no, absolutely. Pivot to something that. That I don't think we see podcasts enough as a small business, and that's what they really are. They're small businesses, I, and I, you could you could do a small business as a hobby. That's fine. I always ask people like, thing. "What's how are you going to measure success?" Yeah, and that's really a thin veil of is this a hobby? Or oh, I shouldn't say hobby; that offends people. Is this a passion project, or are you using this as a marketing arm of some sort? And so many people think, "Oh, I'm just going to start a podcast and get ads." And then to your point, well, um, don't be boring. Yeah. That's, you know, you got to grow the audience first and that's a little tricky. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I did a, a episode a couple weeks ago on the school of podcasting where I used a tool called rumble studio, where you can basically record a bunch of questions and then invite people to answer them. So, and it was all about, should my podcast have a newsletter? And so I invited James Cridlin and Ariel Nissenblatt and a couple other people. I interviewed Daniel and David Hooper because they both used this and that. And it took, I mean, it took four hours just to put the interview part together, let alone, because there were some questions that I was like, oh, this doesn't deliver any value to my audience. Because I asked them, hey, are you using that thing where you convert your RSS feed to a newsletter? And everybody said, nope. And I was like, well, there you go. There's one question that's not going to make it to my audience. And uh, just the the biggest problem was I interviewed uh, David Hooper, Jessica Kufferman, and Daniel J. Lewis, and I did that live. I probably should have had them go to Rumble Studio, but it was like, mm-hmm. I want to talk to my buddies. But in the process, I had to now listen to that whole thing and find, wait, where did I ask them this question? And in the case of Daniel and Dave, because they're both my friends, we're just going all over the place. And I ne- I skipped one question for them, like... I forget which one it was, but I was, uh, what's your, what's in your newsletter? So the part where they get to promote themselves, I never asked them that. I was like, ah, so, but the, the point was, and this does not mean a uh, length of time to put together equals good. Cause I could have spent 20 hours and still produce something that was not great. But I did have a lot of people say, cause it, I it ended up being that narrative style podcast. And I was, you know, using me to bridge between the different guests as they answered the questions, but it took a long time, but I had more many more than usual people say, wow, that was a really good episode. And it really got me thinking. And I was like, that's great. I just wish I had 20 hours a week to do one episode. And I don't cause I do. And that brings up uh, another question here from Liberty dude, dude, what's the max amount of podcast shows. Do you think a hobbyist should get involved with? And one, uh, and one, I think he means when they do. 
what? Uh, involved in one uh, one they do and maybe guest once a month on others in other words how many should if i'm a hobbyist on a weekly basis how many podcasts realistically can i do or should i do right i think that's the question yeah i think the question is are you edit are you the editor like how much yeah. like podcasters roundtable i show up i talk i leave i'm done like i could do those all week same thing i've yeah. been yeah. been showing up on podcasters power hour but even that I'll give you an, that's one that I kind of go, and I, I like Jeff and everybody over there, but it usually ends up being an hour and a half. And there are times on Monday nights, it's like at nine o'clock, it's like right in the middle of when I'm usually hitting my groove. And I'm kind of going, I haven't had a single person say, I heard you on the podcaster's power hour. And I came over to check out your show and I'm kind of going, all right, it's fun. It's hanging out. I also do a mastermind one day a week. And it just dawned on me like last night, Daniel and I were recording uh, the future of podcasting. And I was so happy because Daniel said, normally I'm not available on Fridays. And I was like, good, because I need a day. I need an evening where I do something that's not podcasting related. So I, if I could go back in time, let me think about this, maybe two, but really one. Because if I had, if I took all the time I spent on Ask the Podcast Coach and Podcast Rodeo Show and your podcast consultant and the future of podcasting, and rolled that into the school of podcasting. Who now I got twenty hours to do that that episode that had people going, man, that was good. So it, I don't think there is a no more than two or no more than. Th- I think it a depends on your life, right? If you got three kids and a wife and soccer practice and all that other stuff, it's hard to say. One might be enough, but if you're, you know. The, I, I make a joke, but it's not a joke. The reason I do so many podcasts is I'm not married and I don't have kids. I don't even have a dog or a cat. So, uh, which means I'm going to London in May, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I am, by the way. Are so you? In nice. May, in May uh, we'll have a week where I'm not here. But uh, yeah, I'm going with Lipson, so that's going to be fun. We'll have to figure out how to fill in these weeks. Like maybe we'll do them and record them in advance or yeah. something so we, so we don't miss out. Hey, Ann asked a good question out there. It may be prompted on what I said. She says, as a newbie, right, as a newbie, I'm always on the edge of should I or should I not bother? I don't want to be another lousy podcast. And, like, I, there's there's really two sides to this, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as a new podcaster, you're going to create stuff. May or may not be great, right? Who knows? The, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right, on this. Is, right? If you want to make it, if you enjoy making it, if you're having fun doing it, who cares what people think, right? If that's the goal, if your success goal is, hey, I want to do this. I feel like I need to do this. I don't care if anybody listens. It's me learning. That Well, if the goal is to learn, is the goal is to get better, then guess what? You've achieved your goal. You should absolutely start if that's your if that's your goal to, to, to do it. So I, I think it really, we, we just got to get a really good grip on like, hey, what are my intentions here? What do I want to do? By the way, I don't think it's wrong to start a podcast and say, I'm starting this to make money. Like yeah. when most people start businesses, they say, I'm starting this to make money. Now they try to make it in areas of things that they're good at or that they like or that they like doing or something they've wanted to do. Or maybe they want to be their own boss, right? Those kinds of things. But generally, I think oftentimes if you're going to start a podcast and it's going to make money, you have to have a business plan, right? Who would start a small business and not have a business plan? Right. Yeah. Who wouldn't start a podcast for a business? It's just another way of doing business. So you have to have a business plan and then execute it. If you get, if you run out of capital, you run out of podcast. You have enough capital to keep it going. You can keep going. I mean, it's just a small business. 
right at this point, or it's just a business at this point. So, well, yeah, I, I don't want to poo poo anybody from starting. Just realize what's your goal. What are you getting into? So, sorry, Dave, go. No, that's all right. And I, uh, to me, like I saw, let me pull up one here real quick. I see a lot of people that are are thinking about, like we saw the one, like, hey, I'm going to be a little bit of everything to everyone. Uh, and yeah, here's one. Hi, I'm uh, I'm Kevin from Baltimore, Maryland, looking to start a podcast. I'm undecided on the technology or just doing a variety type podcast. Which form works for me? Um, let me know. And the for me, something I see in successful podcasters is when I was interviewing uh, Joe Salcy High is kind of having an offshoot. He's not in the podcast, but he's helping produce it. It's kind of a it's under his brand. And the one guy asked Joe, he goes, hey, I want to do a real estate show. And Joe was like, that's great, but I don't want to do one. And so he he heard no. That guy then said, okay, Joe doesn't want to do a podcast with me. I'm going to do one anyway. That's the guy that's successful. That's the woman that's successful. Like, like, no, I'm doing a podcast. I have to talk about this. The person is like, "Mm, I'm not sure if I should, I might. Mm." That's the person that once it gets hard, in some cases, is going to be like, ah, never mind. And I'm like, I really want that person that's like, no, I got to talk about this. This is going to, you know, that kind of thing. So when I have the person that's kind of like, ah, I might, I'm like, mm, I, 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 you kind of need that fire in the belly. But um, I think Daniel said, uh, he says, I think it's, it's, um, it's fine for not every episode to be amazing. And what's fun about that is there are many episodes that I go, oh, this is mm, okay. And that's the one that people are like, that was amazing. And I'm like, really? I thought it was kind of like... Um, it's like meals. They all nourish you, and some of them are mind-blowing, and some are amazing. Yeah, ever read a book in, like, chapter six is like, meh. You know, it's like, yeah, start off good. But I know people that stop watching television shows after a couple of mediocre episodes, though. Uh, right? I mean, you know, you get into it, and you're like, well, you know, listen, there's always exceptions. Seinfeld wasn't very good when it started, no. right? I mean, you think there, there, there are plenty of episodes where or plenty of shows that probably should have been canceled, didn't, and they made it. There's plenty of shows that, um, that were very, that were, uh, great. Well, think of lost, right? Uh-huh. Great right out of the shoot. And then it kind of fizzled to the end. I, I think that that point is not to compare yourself to any of those or what you're doing to, but what you are doing. Well, right? and what and, do you want to do? And to back when she was talking about, should I do this? And you're talking about your business plan. Don't ignore the stats that when Rob Walsh says that only about 9% of podcasters get enough downloads to get a HelloFresh, a BetterHelp, a blah, 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 flip that bad boy around. That means 91% of podcasters don't have enough downloads to get an ad. So what does that mean? Maybe advertising is not the way to monetize your show unless you're hyper niche. The best way to make money with the podcast, if that's the goal, like Jim said, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if if the goal is, hey, I'm a coach and I want to get clients, you better have a call to action at the end that says, hey, if you'd like to work with me, you know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe you better interview. Maybe you do some um, interviews with clients and you say, hey, I'll give you a 50% discount on our next session if you let me record it and put it out as a podcast. Because now your audience can see, oh, that's what coaching is. Natalie Ekdahl did two years of interviews because, you know, that's what everybody did. You interviewed entrepreneurs. Consequently, she didn't get any clients started doing coaching calls and everybody went, Oh, that's what coaching is <laughs> coaching off the, you know, so uh, that's another one. Like when we go into the why 
So many people interview other people, and the goal of their show is to position themselves as an expert. I'm like, well, you're failing at that. You're positioning somebody else as an expert, unless at the end of the show you go, you know what? That was a great conversation with Jim. You know what I really liked about that? And you kind of put a little stamp of you at the end of it. But you have to know, I always say, why are you doing it? That's really that. And then who is it for? What do they want? And what can you talk about that will hold their attention while migrating you to your why? And again, sometimes your why is, I just want to get it out there. I just want free therapy. Okay, mm-hmm. do that. But you have to know this ahead of time. What I, what kind of frustrates me sometimes is the person that does the chat cast, right? The Convercast. And it's just us. We're doing it Rogan style, and we talk for three hours, and you know, we're it's inside jokes 24-7. You have no idea what we're talking about. And then you go... How come I'm not, you know, I've been doing this for eight months now and I'm not making a dime. Okay. Back to Jim's point. While you guys are having fun, your audience is lost on what the heck are these people talking about? And you're not very good. Um, don't be boring. And, you know, you can't be boring and make money. So it's, it's kind of tough. And I'm with Jim. I don't want to poo-poo anybody. If you just want to do a show, you know, I always talk about Batman in the basement. Do Batman in the basement. It's a lot of fun. Just don't expect people to, you know. Ten thousand dollars, and or maybe it will be successful. Like, yeah, this is the other thing you don't know. You know, there's right. been some conversation going on uh, out in the chat room about Star Trek, right? And mm. in the '60s when it came out, it wasn't very good. It wasn't received oh, very man. well. It was a li- it was a little bit ahead of its time. Maybe your podcast is a little bit ahead of its time. Maybe you just got to wait for something to happen. Well, then there was a really bad phase of Star Trek. The very first movie was terrible, like <laughs> awful. It's surprising they made it even past that, right? But they did, and then, you know, the rest is history. But there were plenty of sci-fi shows that came out in the 60s and 70s that didn't go anywhere. Like, and yet, so I think sometimes, go ahead. Well, and yet there are really horrible ones like Lost in Space where, like, you know, uh, Dr. Smith is being chased by somebody with a spaghetti strainer. You know, yeah, it's know, like right. low yeah. budget. It's yeah. bad acting. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow Lost in Space becomes this icon. You, you kind of don't know. I mean, we just heard no. where... Um, NPR is canceling four shows. Now, come on, it's NPR. These guys know how to make audio. Not everything's going to work. And on the other hand, other things might work. I saw uh, there's a show on Hulu called Up Here, and I like it because it's like, and look, I hate musicals. I've never once in the middle of Ask the Podcast Coach was like, you know, our next question, it makes me want to dance. You know, I, I musicals drive me nuts because I've never once wanted to get up and dance in the middle of whatever. But it's called Up Here, and it's almost a musical. There's always one song on it, and it's very Broadway, Broadway, Broadway. You know, it's very the- theater. There's a lot of theater in it. But it's about two people in their 20s, and they both have voices in their head. And the voices in their head are acted by other people. And I was like, this is a weird show. And then they threw in the musical thing, and I'm like, okay, now I really don't want to like this. <laughs> but I like the one actress, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch this because – it's different. It's not CSI Poughkeepsie. It's not some sort of medical show. It's not the show where the two people hate each other. I saw there's one with the guy from uh, This Is Us. The dad from This Is Us is in a show. She's a C- she's a uh, um, FBI agent, and he's a crook. Ooh, but they really like each other, and they're a couple. So the whole time you're like, oh, well, when are they going to figure out who's who? And I'm like, yeah, I, I like that the first time when it was called mood lining, and you had the two people that hated each other that eventually 
connected, but this was really different. And so that's one of the hardest questions when you're starting a podcast, and I can't answer it uh, in some cases, is, okay, well, what's going to make your show different? Because I know you're going to call it Talking S, right? There's about 37 shows called Talking Sh, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but how's your show different? Mm, and sometimes, yeah, and so it's it's tricky sometimes to to answer that question, or in some cases, the only thing that makes it different is, well, it's me and my background and things like that. But well, and Dave, like I'm surprised just to be honest that we've done ask the podcast coach as long as we have, right? Because typically these things have a lifespan, right? Most everything has a lifespan. Things shouldn't or don't always last forever. That's not always true, but that's a really, really minor exception when they do. Most of the time there's a season you come in, you do it for a while, you things change, you get out. You, you, maybe you and I, our lives are boring enough that we could just get it on every Saturday morning, <laughs> just do it. We enjoy spending time around each other. We have a great chat room that chat that's out there every single week. There's 25 out there right now. We enjoy it for what we do. Are the numbers gigantic? No. Are we on the front page of YouTube? No. Did we ever make the front page of Spotify? No. Do people actually think we give great podcasting advice? Questionable, right? <laughs> so like, I, I think, but we do this. We keep showing up on Saturday mornings because we like we like doing it. We got a few sponsors. We're having fun with it. It's yeah. kind of a thing. We have a good time, right? So I think I, I think when you get this question, should I? I think you have to ask that question back to yourself and say, I don't know. Should you? Like you got to do some self evaluation on this thing and make sure it's right for you. Who knows how long we'll go on this thing? It keeps it keeps working. Then maybe someday they'll they'll there'll be people talking about us like you just talked about <laughs> <laughs> Rob and Todd and said, are those two angry white guys just <laughs> just could they just do something else than be angry all the time? Yeah. So you know who knows who knows. You never know. And our our Patreon is uh, the the I don't know if the economy is bad. Because all I hear is people getting laid off, which is bad. But everywhere I go, and I mean everywhere I go, there's a sign out front. There's a, like a welding place at the end of my street. They're looking for welders. I'm like, how yeah. is everybody out of work when there seems to be so much work? Because I get it. Because every time I see somebody like not be a patron anymore, it's usually like my financial situation has changed. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, it is. Well, what it's it okay. Is. We're, we're in a season too. Like I said, I'm surprised we've gone as long as we have, just to be honest. I, you know, you kind of go, these things usually <laughs> play out over a while. And then you're like, yeah, we said everything we need to say. And, is this really just know. Jim saying, I got to sleep in two weeks in a row and I'm, I, <laughs> You know, well, I actually, think... <laughs> I was up early both both times. No, I don't know. I really like it. I mean, I looked forward to coming out this morning, and and you know, you, you listen. You had uh, Randy Cantrell had mentioned me in one of his podcasts, yes. and you sent me a link to it. And the the name of the the podcast was like sometimes you have to quit one thing to start another. He's in the process of moving. I didn't understand the full context, so when I got that message from you this week, I was like, Dave, are you breaking up with me? Like, is this? <laughs> Did you take two weeks off? And then you're like, yeah, we're not coming back. So sometimes that could be misconstrued uh, as I thought you were breaking up with me. That's what I thought was happening this no. week. So I put a question mark in the Slack. I was like, what? I'm glad you brought that up because I was supposed to have that clip ready to play. And and, oh. and yet I do not. It's in. Oh, it's okay. I don't know if I could play it. I can't play it. Can you play it in Slack and have it come out over the. Uh, no, not, and, not, not. I'm not set up right now to do that. Yeah. Um, I tell just you. Just describe it. Just yeah, well, I'll tell you what. We'll we'll do that right after we thank our awesome supporters because there they are. Um, 
because uh, we are. We did, we we've lost a few awesome supporters, and if you if you get value from the show, it would be mm-hmm. great if you gave some of that stuff back. And uh, I'm sorry, Jim, I left you hanging. There we go. No, it's okay. I was just going to do it secretly. <laughs> the secret okay. coffee pour. Um, now everybody's running to the bathroom. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> But yeah, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support because uh, we haven't played the the fun little jingle of we got a new supporter in a while. Um, and you know what? I'm so rusty on this. Uh, you know what? I'll pick that later. Uh, I will, while we're talking, I'll log in a patron and pick a random patron to say thank you. But uh, Ask the Podcast Coach runs on PodPage. If you'd like to try PodPage, well, hey, go to trypodpage.com. That's actually another way you can support the show because that's my affiliate link. And if you need more Jim Collison, he's right there. You can get him 24-7 at theaverageguy.tv. Yeah, but don't. But don't. That'd be too much. It's <laughs> a lot of Jim. That's yeah. a lot of money. Don't do it. And uh, if you want to start a podcast or if your podcast is not moving in the direction you want, well, come over to the School of Podcasting and let's see what we can do together. And again, thanks to everyone who is supporting us at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. So yeah, what Randy was talking about is he uh, he's moving from one house to another. And he said, you know, he's got a new SSD drive in his computer and this and that. But he was thinking about just reevaluating where and how he stores stuff. And he's like, you know what? I need to reach out to Jim Cullison. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And now, oh, he's been waiting for this. It's time for Jim to get his nerd on. So is there one strategy that's better than another when it comes to online storage? Or should he just have a, a raid drive or, you know? And I was like, you know, yeah. Jim is the guy to answer this question. Well, there's there's two stories I think as I heard that uh, as Randy say that one and being the person he was talking it was total surprise I didn't I didn't know he was going to say this and you know, you have that moment where you're like he mentioned me on the po- <laughs> he mentioned me on the podcast right which is super cool uh, and you you know and, and and then there's that there's that moment where his listeners hear my name and think oh maybe I'll go listen to his tech mm-hmm. podcast right so that's kind of cool. But the third moment is like helping helping out with this kind of thing. The kind of storage that's best for you is the storage that works for you. <laughs> so I always tell people all the time, it just kind of depends what you want. I mean, I like to have some kind of local hard drive that's not my computer where I, where I put files that I, I want to keep for backup. And if that locally has some kind of redundancy, that is good. It's not terribly expensive. You can get a box where you put two hard drives in it and it creates it as one volume, and then it, if one hard drive fails, you're you're okay, right? And then I like to back those up to the cloud. You can do that. It, there's never it's never been easier to do cloud backup than than right now. Whether it's you're going to pay for it on Google or you're going to pay Microsoft to do it, um, or there's plenty of backup services. A Backblaze is is one of those. I think that's real popular among uh, podcasters. Yeah, he he um, did mention that he is currently using Backblaze to back up all of his stuff, but he was wondering about you know. Is that good? Should he have another, you know, and I think. Yeah, it, it, it kind of depends on you and what you're doing and what your risk tolerance is. I mean, because you can go crazy on this thing. Like we we have guys in our community and our in our tech community who will buy two of the same NAS devices, right? Those are boxes that have hard drives in them for storage. They'll keep one at their house and they'll take one to moms or dads or aunts or uncles across the country 
plug it in and the two are redundant again, you know, so I put it on my NAS device here. It's going to make a, a backup copy, a copy to, you know, Aunt Marge. She's got it there. Now, Aunt Marge isn't ever going to mess with this box. She's going to make sure it's up and running all the time. No, it's it's probably going to get unplugged. It's probably going to get shut off at some point. She's not a data center. <laughs> like there's no, that, that power goes off. It's not going to get turned back on, right? So there's there's risks with all those things. I think you need to kind of measure your risk tolerance. Say, hey, how how bad would it be if I lost something, right? And if it's really bad, then you need to make sure you've got a three copies of it, one local, two offsite, all those other things. If you're like, nah, I don't really care. Well, you can probably get a little cavalier and just maybe keep keep one copy online somewhere. So it just depends on, it kind of depends on you. There's plenty of ways it's never been easier to do backup uh, than it is right now. And uh, there's plenty of devices that can do it. They're not, I'm going to say they're not cheap. The prices of the boxes have gone up. The prices of hard drive space have gone down. Just two years ago, eight terabytes of backup space, $179. Today, 16 terabytes, double, $179. (laughs) Like, so, you know, you, it's never been, it's never been cheaper to get it done from, from a storage standpoint. It does take a little bit of work, Dave. And it's one of those things. It's not a set it and forget it. You've got to constantly be checking is that thing still on? Is that thing still working? Are my backups actually making? There's nothing worse than losing something and then realizing five months ago the connector between your local storage and your backup in the cloud was broken and not actually updating anything. And you're like, that's when you start dropping the f bombs. That's right it. There. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good use. Yeah. That's or or you rebooted your computer and the soft you know that normally you thought it ran in the background and blah 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 i when i got my mac i used a thing called iDrive because i was looking into dropbox mm-hmm. and google mm-hmm. drive and all that and what i liked about iDrive is there was like this weird hidden feature they give you i want to say it's like five terabytes of space it was a lot and because i wanted to have like i have my i have background music i have sound effects i have things that are used on every podcast and depending on what I'm doing, I might be on my Mac, I might be on my PC, and it always seemed like whatever file I needed was on the other computer. So I, I started using iDrive, and that is where, A, I have all my, I now have all my podcast stuff on an um, external drive, but iDrive backs that thing up. Yeah. So I've got two yeah. copies. But then I found out that they have this, it's like, it's made ex- exactly for me, people that are sharing computers. And it's another five terabytes. And I was like, oh, I'm like, that's 10 terabytes of space for like 99 bucks a year or something ridiculously cheap. And the only downside I would say of it is where when I share things on Dropbox, because I have a, a Dropbox folder called Computer Bridge, and it's I, I need this file over there. And I'll throw it in there and I'll copy and paste it there. That's like that because I've got my fiber network, so everything's quick. The one on iDrive, eh, maybe it takes a second for it to, I don't know how quickly it refreshes, but it's great for stuff that, like I said, background music and things like that. But I've got yeah. another huge amount of space, and uh, you know, and I, too, also use Backblaze. But that's the one I'm using that I was like, I just, when I looked into Google Drive and even uh, Mediafire and a couple other ones, I was like, wait, this seems to give me the most space for 
you know, your for your bottom. money. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know, some, some of you may have a Microsoft 365 account, right? That's kind of their office 365 now rebranded M365. And it comes with a terabyte of backup space uh, with the account. You could be using your Microsoft account. One of the nice things mm. about that is you got some options to do some ver- versioning with it. So yeah. versioning is not really important in our podcast space for the most part, because we're not changing those files that often. A whole bunch of work on it. You publish it. You can pretty much lock down that version right then because you're not going to make a lot of changes to it generally generally speaking. While you're making it, though, you might want to have it in a space where there's a backup uh, on the Mac here. I use a time machine yeah. to back up every every so often, I think every hour, actually. And so if I had screwed something up at 3 o'clock, chances are I might have a copy of it from 2 o'clock that I could go back to. I haven't, Dave, it's been a long time since I've messed up a file like that, but when yeah. you do, oh. you want it, right? Yeah. You want. I was, I was just watching a YouTuber uh, this morning, who recorded four days worth of content, four days worth of content, took it off his drive, put it on a hard drive, an external hard drive, erased the wow, media from yeah. his cameras, then dropped the hard drive. <laughs> and it just, it was gone. It was gone. No recovering at that point, yeah. right? You got to think through, you know, if that's a scenario, if you're a podcaster and you're taking content media, moving it from one to the other, before you delete your your media, you know, your SSDs or whatever you're putting it on and you've moved it, you got to validate it. Every time you move it, you need to validate it, especially if you're going to delete it, right? Yeah. And make sure it's there and move to the cloud. Then you can go back and delete your external media uh, from, you know. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to it. I think the simp- simple is better with backups. Simpler is better because you, yeah. if it's too complicated, you won't remember how you did it. Because remember, you don't need a backup until it's, it's always last minute. It's always a crisis. <laughs> it's always, I needed this 10 minutes ago, right? If it's complicated to figure out again, you, you, you won't. Yeah, I, I did that with an email list once. I downloaded a bunch, uploaded them to my new thing, downloaded my largest list, and then canceled my account at, at email list <laughs> one. And uh-huh. then when I went to upload the big list, it's like, hey, this is corrupt. And I was like... Oh crap! And I went back, and they're like, "Yeah, remember that thing that came up that said if you close this, you can't get anything back." Yeah, you can't get anything back. And I was like, "Oh no!" So same thing. I, you know, I've I've got all these shows that I've canceled. So when I move them off my hard drive, I move them to the cloud, and then I check the files in the cloud to make sure they played. And once I was happy that those are there and they're working, because I'm never going to play those again. But you know, when they they make the Dave Jackson right. Museum or whatever delusions of grandeur are in my head why i'm keeping these i don't know um you know it's it's there and it works so yeah keep no, that in mind so right, right, so i hope that helps randy and uh good luck in your uh your new studio so i i pinged randy that day i heard that yeah. i was listening to it uh, uh i listened to randy on a fairly regular basis so i heard that so as soon as i got in i pinged him and and was like hey and he's like well i'm in the middle of moving and i was like yeah. well hey whenever you're ready just call me we'll We'll walk through it. We we can talk you through your situation. It's just a customized backup is kind of customized based on what you have what and what you want to spend. It's kind of like building podcasts. Like how much do you have? Yeah. What do you want to spend? What do you want to do? How sophisticated do you do? I mean, I have a really sophisticated uh, Moro data box that is it's really designed for businesses where it has a one terabyte hard drive in it, but then it's connected to Backblaze. And so if I don't use the file, well, it syncs it automatically. And then if I don't use the file for a period of time, 
it removes it locally. Hey, why, why, why have a file if you're not ever using it, right? And so it keeps most of the stuff backed up in redundant form on, on you know, on in Backblaze. But the stuff I use the most often is here local, and I can just grab it and pull it down. It's yeah. SSD storage, so it's super fast. It's a very complex solution, but I I like it. Like for me, I like it. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. You know, getting your nerd on. I love that. Yeah, felt good. Thank you for it's been it's been a while. <laughs> Jack says I need, a, hey. I, need a, I need a cigarette now. <laughs> I'm going to uh, NAB in Vegas. He says so. Uh, a bring some really comfy shoes. Uh, have you attended? Yes, I have. Uh, if so, any advice? Comfy shoes because that's going to be in the Las Vegas Convention Center, and that is its own city. It's it's you can walk. I remember when they did the New Media Expo there. And we're walking through and we're just walking and walking. And we got done and we got to this one spot. He goes, okay. He goes, but realize we're only in section A. Like there's a B and a C. And I was like, holy cow. Um, any advice? Uh, don't be shy. Anytime you go to any event, don't be shy. Talk to people. Um, that's the place I saw 8K uh, TVs. And I was like, man, some people like, I do not look good in 8K. I'm like, no, thank you. Um, but it's just, there's people build houses at NAB for a booth. Like, I think it was, uh, Sony and they built an actual house, like half a house and you could walk up the stairs and have a meeting. It was crazy. Um, so it's, it's, it's a little, little nuts, but, uh, the big thing is with any event, wear comfy shoes, uh, breath mints, drink lots of water and don't be shy. Really? That's, that's it. So I guess I would ask, what are you hoping to get out of it? Yeah. Like what, what's your goals for, yeah, for going chapstick is another good one. And then mm -hmm. if there are people you want to meet there, contact them ahead of time and see if you can set up a meeting because the whole, I've done, uh, I saw Heather Osgood at podcast movement evolution. She walked by the Libsyn booth and I was like, Hey, and I was thinking, Oh, I'll have to catch up with her later. Never saw her again. Yeah. And that's only going to be worse at NAB because it's so huge. So I remember um, Steve Lee at Podcast Movement once. We kept seeing each other in the hall. And we we're like, I have to catch up later. Yeah, okay, great. And it's never, yeah. ever happened. No. So, no. Um, yeah. Um, but the, there's, and, and it's because it's face-to-face, -face, uh, people don't want to, you know, they're not, you, you go to talk to them. They're not really that interested in talking. Like they're like, yeah. like I've been talking all week. I don't want to talk anymore. It's easy. Like, oh no, I've got to move on to my next meeting. Then you, you ping them when you get home and it's really hard to get them because everybody's trying to do that now. Right. So I think be patient with those people that you meet or that you make contacts with because after the, they come home from the show, they're just exhausted. Then they have everybody pinging them from all the times they met right on the show or on during on the show floor. So just be patient. Yeah. Have business cards or QR codes. The cool kids now are using QR codes. I'm an old guy. I like, like a thousand year old technology. It's not new. Yeah. The like, QR is not new. Yeah. It's a thousand years old. <laughs> that was funny. so funny. I felt bad at uh podcast movement evolutions. I forget the name of the app, but it, it was weird because their branding was, it's a listening app, but it said by podcasters for podcasters. And I was like, Hmm. And I went to check it out because I was like, that seems a little weird. Shouldn't it be by podcasters for listeners? But okay. And their mm -hmm. app didn't work till Friday. Like you would go and it basically just turned into a giant flashlight. Your screen was giant and it was white. And I was like, oh, because I mean, those, a booth at Podcast Movement is a couple thousand dollars. 
And I was like, to to be promoting an app that didn't work, I was like, oh, I felt so bad for him. That would be uh, – because even if they fixed it, the day – because I think I discovered it on Wednesday, and it didn't work Wednesday, Thursday, and finally mid-Friday it came in. Uh, and I, I just was like – because even if you fix it, Apple has to approve your new version of your app, so it's going to take forever. And so I just felt bad for those guys. I was like, I can't imagine. The only thing I can think of – because also you could make – up to two dollars referring people to the app. I should find the name of it. It was something that began with Pod. That'll narrow it down. Um, but uh, it was. Um, but I just was like, if you're paying people to listen to your app, I was like, a somebody got some VC money, and mm-hmm. b yeah, Podo Polo, P O D O P O L O. So um, I have yet to. I fired it up. It works now, but I haven't played with it yet because I, I just to me. There are so many listening apps. I'm like, what are going back to that? Like, what are you going to do different? So the fact that hey, it's by podcasters for podcasters. Maybe that's their, maybe that's their different thing. But uh, it should be interesting. Uh, also, in case I, I see where Coach Dave here says Link, which is what I use, allows an NPC card. Uh, it's always a hit. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Also, realize you can go to your website in Chrome. And at the top in the URL, over on the right, where you have the little camera thing, you'll see a little arrow pointing. If you click on that, it you have an option of, like, get a QR code for this page. So you don't have to pay for a QR code. And if you probably Google, you know, QR code maker, there are a ton. But uh, it's uh, the nice thing about Link and a couple other services. I think uh, even Switchy now, you can make kind of a link tree with Switchy, which is a tool I use to... Like I just put in the chat room, uh, supportthisshow.com slash iDrive. And that's my, it's basically my version of Bitly. And you can actually make a QR code for your links, or they have a thing now where you can do kind of a, a Linktree thing. But my whole thing on Linktree is just make Linktree on your website and then send people to your website, mm-hmm. keep your brand in there, that whole nine yards. But uh, yeah, Coach Dave says, when I go to a conference, I use Link. And never try to talk with, and I and never try to talk with everyone. I I tend to enjoy a small number of meaningful connections versus a million shallow ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. done this. I know I did it at, at Podcast Movement Evolutions. Was I kind of talked to, you know, everybody I usually talk to, and I was like, but I probably should meet some new people. And I just I do that just to kind of try to get more comfortable doing that because it's not my strong suit. And I'll just I remember uh, Libson had a party where everybody was around and I just went to every table. Cause I was kind of like, well, it is, I have a Libsyn shirt on. I should be talking to these people and uh, just, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. And in many cases you'll meet somebody like, Oh, you know who you need to talk to that person over there. So you can kind of be the connector or vice versa. They might go, Oh, you do such and such. You need to talk to so-and-so. So um, I'm with coach Dave. I've, I've been at conferences where I knew nobody and you just try to make a bunch of new friends and, that's always awkward because there is that time when, uh, Jim, you've probably done this where you're talking to somebody and within like 15 seconds, you're like, yeah, there's nothing here. Like there's, there's <laughs> it's just, and you're like, how do you're just, you're both. And you know that they know that, you know, that yeah. they know that like, ah, there's nothing here. And you're like, okay, so how can we politely get out of this without being rude? Well, it was great talking to you know yeah. fist pump. Well, it was great talking to you. Thanks for yeah. you know thanks for. Sp- have, I have I like show. just taking. Yeah. I, I like taking puppies and beer. That usually, <laughs> if you just have puppies and beer, then the the people just come flocking to you. So that was it. What I take. 
It's usually what I take to conferences. Yeah. And yet I have to see, that was a, a podcast one. Yeah. I forget the name. Was it launch one or? Yeah. Is that even still a thing? First, that, That's my whole thing. I'm like, I know the puppies and beer, we still talk about it, but does the actual product, uh, you know. That's a, it, listen, it's a great example going full circle back to what we were talking yeah. about. There's plenty of companies that have thrown a whole bunch of money at new startup things. Doesn't guarantee it's any, there's going to be any success for it. Right. I mean, this is, we, we try this all the time and you think, oh, I'm going to start a podcast in this space. And it's, it's, there's, there's just so many factors involved and they, man, they had puppies and beer and all kinds, they were <laughs> doing all kinds of things. A bunch of young, you know, a bunch of young kids being like, yeah, this is going to be great. And I, I'm not sure if it ever went anywhere, you know? Yeah. I, and that had a lot of money behind it. Yeah. Um, Ken is asking about, since we're talking events, <laughs> how was the Christian podcon? It hasn't happened yet. It's going to be in Houston. I just applied to speak there, um, but I I couldn't tell you because I know it's now the Spark. They kind of it's it's still a Christian conference, but for whatever reason, the the word Christian isn't in their title anymore. It's it's like the Spark Media Conference. Um, Misty is the the woman there. She's awesome. I can't think of the rest of the name though. But I I just. I forget somewhere on Facebook, it was like, hey, speaker submissions are open. And I was like, oh, cool. That's one of my favorite events. Because why? It's a small, single track. And mm-hmm. everybody gets all the same information. And by the end of it, you've met everybody. That's my favorite. I, uh, you know, the, the as long as there's a place to network, that's, that's a key there. And time to network. And um, people aren't blasting Detroit Rock City in your face. Because the, uh, the thing at... Uh, Rock and Pod was there were three stages and then there were booths and some of the booths had their own stereos so it was it made networking a little rough when uh, you know somebody well if you ever want to just hate your life just run a conference oh, like dude that guarantee like so many people and people are just brutal about those things coming to the conference like it's too loud it's not loud enough yeah like we this should be more exciting this should be more you know more more laid back yeah. and we need a spa. We need People a dance party. Of, totally. They well, complain about the silliest things. And throw know? on top that you are gambling. You go to a hotel oh, for sure. and for say, sure. okay, we're going to buy X amount of rooms. And then you have to fill them. And if you don't fill them, you pay for them anyway. I was like, oh, holy. It's God. a huge gamble. It is a huge gamble. And the bigger you try to make it, the more of a gamble it is, you know, and and it's just, it, you know, it's, you're, again, you're dealing with people. It's like your podcast listeners, right? It's never, you talk more about this. Don't talk about that. I'm not, you know, and you just, but at the conference level, I just feel for those guys. I see them, you know, you go and then you see them and they just got the, you know, the I'm dead inside look in their eyes because they've spent not, you know, a year getting ready for this. And I, I, I hope, I just wish as Con, uh, uh, podcast attenders or conference attenders, we'd be a little more gracious with with some of those things. They're just we're just not, you know. Well, I'm going to be interested to see how podcast movement in Denver goes this year because that's where all the shenanigans happened last year. I I I think we're past that. I hope so. Um, Beth had asked. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, the whole Ben Shapiro nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping yeah. that is like we've all learned our no, lesson. Right on. Um, <laughs> Beth had asked about the Spark Conference. Uh, it's a uh, Christian podcast conference, um, and it used to have the. Again, I'm not 
you know, this might get more people in it, but it's in Houston. Um, let's see if they have the date here. Um, but mm, mm, it's, it's, I will say this, it's primarily, it's not geared towards women. Like it's not a women's only podcast, uh, kind of thing, but I, I will say that a good mm, 90% of the conference is women. Uh, I remember me and Rob were talking where it was like, we were like one of nine guys of, of, or two of nine guys in that case. I'm trying to see where... Because this is not the, of course, I was on a, a submit yourself, but this is at, uh, if you go to sparkmedia.ventures, uh, we'll get you there. But I'm looking to see if they have a date. Because I the thing I saw was in Houston. Um, Misty Phillips, yes, is uh, that's her on the front page here. And uh, it's a great time. If you're a Christian podcaster, it's kind of cool. It's a great place to find other people to network with. Um, you can actually say the J word and not be frowned upon. Um, so. It's uh it's a good time. Uh it's one of like I said, it's one of my favorite things. The thing that was cool was um me and Sonny, who used to work at Zendler. Um Sonny Bono? No. Sonny Bono? No. Uh, I think he's still yeah. dead. Um <laughs> but uh we ended because we were in How he- dare you? <laughs> How dare you say that? <laughs> we went to um Joel Osteen, who I affectionately refer to as the happy Jesus man. Um but he he's the guy that took over the Houston Rockets old arena and turned it into a church. And so Sonny's like, hey, we're going to go. Like, I'm going to see Joel Osteen. Do you want to go? And I was like, you know what? When in Houston, why not? And it was the cool thing about it was the onboarding and just seeing how they run their event. It was way cool. So anytime somebody asks you, hey, do you want to go see something new? Maybe say yes, you know? And it was really cool. The The thing that they don't show as much on TV he has a band that just kicks butt or, or singers and stuff. Amazing, amazing talent. So that was uh, kind of cool. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, and if you're not sure, I think, I want to say pod.events. I'm going to guess because, uh, you know, everything begins with pod. But I know James Cridlin had a website. I had one for a while. Yes, I guessed right. Pod.events. Podcast Global is in March. I'll be speaking at that next week. Um, podcast launch workshop by sound media is March 28th Descript video workflow. I should go to that because Descript still has a very large learning curve, a career in podcasting monthly podcast meetup. If you're in uh, Northeast Ohio, uh, NE Ohio podcasters.com we're meeting this Monday. So, and I actually, it was so weird. I was doing coaching for Libsyn this week and I met a guy who lives about 40 minutes that way. And he might be coming to the, um, uh, Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. If you go to meetup.com and just type in podcasting within like, you know, 30 miles of where you are, there are a lot of those. Uh, and those are always fun. It's kind of interesting because some of the guys that show up for my podcaster meetup, like one guy's doing Twitch from his phone, and I kind of don't have the heart to say, okay, you're not really a podcast. But again, I'm not going to die on that hill and the guy's having fun and why not? So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh you know, it's always fun. Let's go back to uh, Facebook. Here's a fun one. Um, this was Cecilia. You're breaking my heart. You're taking my confidence daily for you. Um, uh, who was that? Um, Garfunkel and Simon, or Simon and Garfunkel. Anyway, meanwhile, back of the ranch. Cecilia says, we record on my iPhone with two hosts. So right there, I'm kind of like, hmm. 
we get comfy in the closet, but right now we have basic a basic lapel mic that plugs into the iPhone. So here's the whole like, hey, start with what you got. I want to improve the sound. Has anyone used this mic? And she puts a link to a Movo smartphone podcast recording microphone kit um, with two condenser microphones. Uh, I'm also open to recording on my computer. There we go. Now we're talking. If I can get a be- if I can get better and less expensive mic, but it needs to be for two people. So my thing for two people is get either two Samson Q2Us or especially if, in this case in a, in a PodTrack P4 because the Q2Us like sixty bucks and the P4 is I think going for like one fifty these days. You know, and that's a one time fee. You know, maybe get some uh, a couple windscreens so you're not popping your peas, and you're you're done. But anytime I hear anybody sharing a mic, I'm kind of like, mm, that's uh, you know, yeah, that usually doesn't work. But if that's the only way, if that's the only thing you have, okay. But again, if you're like, why isn't my show growing? You know, my my next episode of the School of Podcasting is going to talk about bad audio. Because the one thing I heard after listening to 14 hours of podcasting, and I'm included in this, by the way, I listened to an episode of the Podcast Rodeo Show, and I didn't listen to it before I uploaded it, and it started off with this big, deep-voiced guy going, the following is an opinion, and only an opinion, and it was way louder than the rest of my stuff. And I was like, ah, I didn't listen to that. But I hear a lot of volume issues where, and, and some of it, you can have the the right volume for somebody who's got great mic technique, they got a great mic. You could then have the same exact volume level and somebody who sounds like they're in a fishbowl in the bathroom and that person won't sound as loud because of the reverb. Mm-hmm. And I'm just and I didn't realize how bad that was until I was driving in a car with the wipers going and rain and trucks and tires and things. That's a lot of background noise. And so, you know, the one person just cuts through all that because there's no reverb, and the next person is just like, <laughs> and I'm like, <clears throat> that's just not going to work. So that's mm-hmm. that's coming up on the, the school of podcasting. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, and especially if you have to adjust the dial. Because there were times when, you know, especially if both hosts were kind of fishbowl for lack of a better phrase, well, I would just turn up the volume on my car, and I would get it. The problem is then when the next episode, the next podcast comes on and they are not in a fishbowl, your head gets blasted off. And so that, or if all of a sudden the Waves app tells you to turn at the next exit, you get your head blasted off because your volume's too low or whatever's going on. And so that's an easy one to, uh, to do that. Um, Ken is asking, do I have an email list for this chat room? Um, I think my official answer is no. I have a newsletter. If you go to, and here's a fun one, podcastobservations.com, that is my Substack newsletter where I just kind of, here's here's what you'll get in the newsletter. And I realize this is not much of a sales pitch, but it is typically a paragraph. So I talked my last uh, newsletter that just went out last night. And if you go to podcastobservations.com, you'll see the, the latest episode. And I was talking about how when I was married, one of the kids lied to us, as children do. They they think they can dupe mom and, and uh, stepdad, and uh, he did not in this case. And it, I explained how it took a while for us to really trust this kid again because, you know, like, what the heck are you lying for us, to us for? And um, 
so I said, keep this in mind if you're going to be using chat GPT because it gets some stuff wrong. And it was interesting because I listened to Adam Curry use chat GPT to have chat GPT tell him about Adam Curry to Adam Curry. And there was a lot of stuff. He's like, yeah, that's wrong. I never lived there. I did this. That's wrong. Nope. Sorry. I was never the host of MTV's 120 minutes. So I say this because the one thing that every podcaster has when they start is no audience in most cases and integrity. And you could build up a ton of integrity and with one chat GPT post, lose it because anybody that – like when I hear somebody go, I've been podcasting since the early days. I started in 1994. And I'm like, you're full of crap because that didn't exist. You know what I mean? Now, you might have been doing some sort of streaming things, but you weren't doing podcasting. So, you know, or now when I hear somebody go, I'm in the top 5% of listen notes. Nope, everything you say is crap. And there's a new thing that just came out yesterday, and I'm not even going to say the name because, A, I can't remember it, but there's an influencer rating. And it's based on how many reviews you had and blah, blah. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, here comes another stat that we're going to start spewing out. So just realize, and I was like, you know, I'm not anti-chat GPT. I actually used it to brainstorm a little on one of the episodes I just did. And I was like, oh, that's a good point. And then I took that point and made it into a story. But, you know, the people that know, that are in the know in your industry, when you say things that are blatantly wrong and it just proves you did no work, you could ruin your your reputation. So that was the newsletter. And then it was like, oh, and here's a link to the School of Podcasting. Here's a link to Podcast Rodeo Show's latest episode because that's another fishbowl episode. Um, there wasn't a link to ask the podcast coach because there wasn't one last week. You know, blah, blah, blah. Here's a link to my latest YouTube video, um, which, speaking of that, um, you know, ratings and reviews do nothing, right? We've, we've talked about that per death, even though people— I wouldn't say nothing. Well, it's social I mean, proof. That's the key. There you go. Okay. Uh, they, it's not nothing because you want people to give you those. They feel good. They right. feel nice. They're helpful. Yeah. But yeah. they don't. But they don't help you get found. But no, it's social proof. I'm all, I'm with you all day long. They yeah. feel great. Yeah. You know, my podcast reviews. You can have your review sent to you. But I said, you know what else is social proof? If because I I heard um, Heather uh, talk about on her her uh, podcast about podcast advertising. She goes, advertisers are kind of paying attention to reviews, and that's not the first time I've heard that. I've heard people say, well, they they use that as proof of an engaged audience. And I said, you know what else would be proof of an engaged audience? A newsletter with about 2,000 people on it. Because, again, now I'm one click away from buying, clicking on your sponsor. I think that would get a sponsor more excited than, look, Jim Mom 27 thinks I'm great. Mm-hmm. So if, if we're doing social proof, I think that's where a newsletter, you know, if you're making a press kit. And if you haven't seen it, uh, Edison Research just put out a bunch of reviews, not reviews, uh, results from uh, like share of ear and blah, 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 all sorts of stuff about podcast listeners. And basically they're smarter. They make more money. Everything a sponsor would love to hear. There's a, a report on that. And so if you're making a kit for yourself on for sponsors, like here's why you should sponsor my show. You might say, Oh, and by the way, we're, we have a, we have a three package deal. I can mention your show for X amount of money per, uh, per such and such. If you want, I can put a link to your, your product in my show description. And for another amount of money, I will actually mention you in my newsletter. And it just so happens, Mr. or Mrs. Sponsor, that uh, currently we're running a special. If you buy a three-month package, you get all three for the easy low price of three easy payments of blah, 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 blah. 
So um, that's that's a, a fun way you can use the newsletter as well. So yeah, look at Ken dropping some su- super super sticker dollar ninety nine. Thank you, kind sir. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate Whoa! that. Whoa! Thank you, David Lee Roth. Um, yeah, Coach Dave. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Uh, Coach Dave says, I like newsletters a lot, especially when combined with other channels, podcast, video, and social. The other thing that I've noticed is I've had three people sign up for my newsletter for the School of Podcasting. And that's when I went, huh, I should do a newsletter more often. Um, All cross-pollinating and linking. What I want to see, and I haven't checked, maybe I'll do that today. It just went out last night, literally like 10 till midnight, because, you know, that's the best time to send a newsletter when everybody's asleep. Uh, But I was like, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. Uh, And what I've also done is I can take, I'm using Substack because I'm not really using it for marketing. You know, I don't need the the A-B split tester. I just talk to my audience. So I was like, you know what? I like Substack. And when I switch to them, I don't know what sort of weird, like cross promotion mojo they're doing over there, but I'm getting more people joining that list than I ever did when I was on ConvertKit and MailerLite and it was on my own website. I still promote it on my website, but I'm getting more people um, signing up for that. And, um, so it's, um, it's been fun. It's been interesting, but I, I, you can go into a previously published and say, make a new newsletter based on this old newsletter. And then you just go in cause it's always the same thing. Opening paragraph that makes you think, here's what I've been up to. Um, so here's the links to stuff. Here's, here's what caught my eye. So in this case, it's the road NT one fifth generation condenser mic. And then what's coming up in the future, which was, Hey, I'm doing an episode on bad audio and what I need to add to that is, do you have any questions for Ask the Podcast Coach? Click here mm-hmm. and leave them here. So it's, listen, it's a lot of work. It's almost as much work to do a newsletter as it, and maybe it's the same or more to yeah. do a newsletter as it is a podcast. Like I, it's, it's an enormous amount of work. I think it's like, oh, just write a few things and I'll just crank that thing out. Well, for the first couple weeks, that's not hard. And then you start, res- you start resenting it. You're like, oh. I got to write a newsletter this week. Like, uh, so I think that's also one of those things to look at. If you're going to do a newsletter, keep it, keep it reasonable. If you like writing, you probably have better odds of it continuing long-term. Yeah. If you don't like writing, chances are it's, you're going to regret it <laughs> type deal. I listen, I've started stopped a newsletter a dozen times and um, I, I'm not good at it. So it's like, let's punt. I, I, I just know people don't need that from me. That being said, uh, if you really like doing it and you like writing that content, do it for sure. Like it's a really great way to can some people like to read it versus hear it. So yeah, you know, get it get it done. It's just work. It's just as much work. I I didn't do it in the last episode, but Substack has a way. Like you can actually use Substack as Substack as a media host, which I'm not, but I can actually record kind of me. And what I usually do is, and it, I mean it's super casual. I'm like, hey, let me tell you what's in this newsletter. So if you don't want to read it, just click play, and I'll be like, here's what I did, here's what I did, blah, blah, blah. Um, Coach Dave says, the other thing about newsletters, if you get canceled, deplatformed, whatever, your list still works. Yeah, so if your media host goes out of business because you decided to use Fred's house of hosting, um, you know, you you have a, a connection to your audience. And that's another thing. If you want to bounce ideas off people, like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this, you know, you could do a poll or whatever, and that comes in handy because you already have people who have said, I want your content. Like these are kind of your your super fans, your super engaged audience that they want even more content from you. So it's it's a good list to bounce ideas off of. I'm thinking of doing this. 
you know, what do you think of this? Would this is this something you would be interested in, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's another good use of a, a newsletter. And I didn't do it for this reason, but Substack's free. Because normally I don't like free stuff, but they do have a way if I wanted to, I could have a premium version of the mm-hmm, newsletter. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, as long as you have a way to make money and you're not free all the time, 24 seven, because free stuff again is not a great, uh, not a great business model. So keep that. Well, if you're going to use, if you could use uh, uh, MailChimp or AWeber, yeah. to like both of those have newsletter, um, you know, ways of, and, and they're they got free plans and paid plans that you can you can get on. They they both do a nice job of giving you forms for people to fill out lists. Like this isn't this newsletter idea is not new, right? No. They, they've been we've been doing this for a while, so. Uh, I, I think I've been using when I've been doing it, I've used MailChimp and it's just a good way to kind of keep track of things and folks can sign up and then they've got email uh, tools. Well, I guess uh, advice I'd have on a newsletter uh, or any, any email, um, you know, any email lists you have over the last three years, people have like one third of, at least in the United States, one third of all Americans have changed jobs each year for the last three years. Like we've had a complete turnover most people are st- are not working where they used to work yeah. uh, anymore. If they gave you your work email address, it's probably bouncing at this point. <laughs> and so now, it, with depending upon how people sign up for your newsletter, they may have given you a personal address. That personal address even may be getting blocked by the the, the mail provider. So it's it's really important. This is an, one of those maintenance things with newsletters. It's really really important that you're not only writing great content for it, but after you send it, you have to go back in and see what happened. Yeah. Is it getting delivered? Because you'd hate to write a like we send stuff out all the time. You know, I have a I have a network of about fourteen thousand certified coaches around the world, and every month we send them a newsletter. And every month I get sixty bounces on that thing, mm-hmm. and I go back in. It's a clue to me. Hey, somebody changed their email address and didn't tell us. And I contact them on LinkedIn and say, Hey what happened? And they're like, oh yeah, I, I took a new job. I forgot to change it with you guys, right? You have to be active on your newsletter Expect the longer you've had it. And you have to be active with the addresses to make sure that you you always have the most up-to-date one. Otherwise, in a, in a year or two or three, half of those may not even be uh, being delivered anymore. So you can't set that one and forget it. You got to be always checking email addresses for maintenance. Yeah. And then uh, Dan says, just don't forget to back up your list periodically. In yeah, case you do, in very case, because there are mail people that occasionally like, hey, like Substack, I, I do very little marketing in that because they have a very gray area on, like, this is really meant for writers. And if you start promoting things heavily, based on their terms of service, and it's it's not like if if X of percent is this and that, it's like, it's really based on their opinion, if they could pull you off that. Because they're like, ah, yeah. you're kind of using this more for marketing. This is more for blah, blah, blah. But uh, man, that went... Uh, that went quick. Did you have something else you wanted to add? Before no, we... I, you were getting ready to wrap it up, yeah. and I thought I'd get close to the mic. <laughs> but uh, it's nice to be back. Thanks to the uh, chat room. I don't think I'm going anywhere anytime soon for a while, so that's that's the good news. Uh, but uh, Jim, what's coming up on uh, Home Gadget Geeks? Yeah, Mike Weger, who is a longtime host on the show, is yeah. back. Uh, he we spent some time talking about this new golf gadget. You put it on the end of your of your club. And it measures distance and all kinds of crazy things with this little app that you have. And it's super cool. It is super, super cool. I hadn't seen it before. Uh, We'll post it a little bit later today out to homegadgetgeeks.com. 
Nice. Yeah, that does sound fun. I'm not a golfer, yeah. but it's. I, I know those guys love gadgets. So, uh, yeah. as I mentioned on the School of Podcasting, we're going to be. Ta- I have examples, and it's interesting to hear just how bad the phone sounds. Like I recorded, I called into a Zoom call, and then I recorded a Blue Yeti, and and then what I'm also going to do is run it through things like Adobe Enhance, um, Descript Studio Sound to see like, okay. I've got bad audio. Now what do I do with it? Can I clean it up? Is it possible? The answer is, yeah, you could definitely make it better. So, And you don't have to buy. That's the thing. I have RX-10, I think it is, uh, from Isotope. I don't know if I'm going to be renewing that because there are these tools that are coming out that take away reverb. They clean it up. They auto-EQ it, that whole nine yards. Uh, so that's coming up on the School of Podcasting. And, of course, we're here Every Saturday, unless, of course, Dave is traveling at uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Uh, if you are listening to this later, feel free to send in your question at askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask. So thanks to the uh, chat room. We will see you next week. Take care. Keep podcasting. Like and subscribe. Ring the bell. 